everyone. This is Kristen. I don't know why I tell you every time you know it's Kristen, but I feel like I have to say it. Thank you once again for tuning in. Um, This week I actually wrote down my thoughts because I had a lot of thoughts and I wanted them to have some level of cohesion. So really what I've been doing is trying to assimilate so many of the lessons I'm learning from our guests in season two in a meaningful way for myself and ideally for those of you who are listening too. Those lessons being learning to love in the face of pain, fostering a relationship with our divine counsels of guides, being our authentic selves, and recognizing that we all have a soul's contract or blueprint prior to these incarnations. Everyone can cultivate, this is a lesson, everyone can cultivate psychic or mediumship abilities, building those relationships with loved ones, departed or our guides or angels. And essentially that everything comes down to love and how important it is to raise our vibration through love, being part of an awakening to love consciousness, that 2023 and beyond represents greater hope towards this, that the last few years have required doing so much hard shadow work, touching pain, touching our pain, and darkness and preparing through having done the internal work to be available to greater flow, less obstacles, more joy and connection. It can sound so very new agey and cliche and hearing myself say it, I'm like, oh my God. But I trust that in the midst of so much darkness that we are coming towards an awakening and that that it is happening. So This is about creating a practice of living from love consciousness. It requires creating silence through meditation to develop our capacity for listening, breathing practices to calm the body, and yes, listen, 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 where and how do you start to notice a connection to spirit in your life? Is it in your mind through images, in your heart through feelings, through a deep knowing, like claircognizance that's called, like a download? Do you hear messages? Do you hear nothing? That's normal in the beginning. It takes time. At least two weeks is what I keep reading and hearing. And perhaps playing with automatic writing. The question is, how can you commit? And will you commit to a practice of channeling spirit? Again, we all can. But the question is, why? Why do all of this? For me, it's about waking up existentially and spiritually Yes, I fully believe that we do not die, that of course our bodies do, but that consciousness lives on, and that this life, in this incarnation, it goes by so fast. What gifts, I ask myself, am I here to share that will contribute towards greater love consciousness, love lessons, that will help to invite others towards their healing path? I love this passage from Marianne Williamson so very much. She wrote it for Nelson Mandela's inaugural speech in 1994. Perhaps you've read it. It says, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your plain small does not serve the world. 
There is nothing enlightening about shrinking so that other people won't feel unsure around you. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it is in everyone. As we let our own light shine, we consciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I personally do not want to get to the other side of this life, have my life review and realize that that I numbed out, that I played small, that I harmed myself and others far too many times, consciously or unconsciously, because I did not commit to a practice of spiritual evolution, to a practice of unconditional and radical self-love from which I can authentically source love towards others because self-love allows us to reclaim our power and connect to the divine, God, spirit, whatever it is you want to call it. I do not want to fall terribly short in what my soul designed for myself in this life before I came into this life. Recently at a coaching retreat, one coach said, what if we believed that everything in the universe was rigged in our favor? Interesting question. Not in a Pollyanna sort of way, not in a look on the bright side kind of way and ignore the pain kind of way. Because when we ignore the pain, we diminish the experience and often the lesson, the growth, and certainly not in an egoic-seeking kind of way. It's most certainly not hoarding the most money, the biggest house, the fanciest car. But when I hear, what if we believed everything was rigged in our favor? What I hear is what if our angels, guides, and loved ones departed understood our life's blueprint, and they were committed to supporting us in moving towards experiences that are in greatest fidelity to our highest good? What if? What would be different? I had a coaching session yesterday with an amazing client who was working her ass off to create, single-handedly, a tech startup in the medical field. She has poured her heart and soul and all her money into this dream, and she is so close. And yet, she's hit a wall financially. Of course, there are tears, doubt, overwhelm, fear, and of course, this is all occurring in the landscape of a culture that, although improving does doubt her competency. As a black woman, she does regularly experience both sexism and racism overtly and covertly. As a white woman, I will never know what her firsthand experience of this is. But what I can do is create the space for her to feel heard, respected, and to encourage her to find her authentic path forward, to thought partner with her about finding money, finding people, finding the right solution. She is deeply wise and powerful, and it is thrilling to watch her claim this. But in the face of fear, it can be hard to hold on to and trust that. And that's so understandable. She shared that she has been praying, but that last week in particular, she did not feel, as she calls it, God's presence in her life when she prayed. I know what that can feel like, and perhaps you do too. As we pulled back the layers, as we examined the role anxiety and fear were playing, they were huge. We recognized that God had gone nowhere. She needed to prime herself to listen and tune in to foster that connection. And that anxiety creates something akin to a glitching internet connection. So we went to the body, the nervous system first, the techniques to create safety and calm because she is a vessel for receiving that message. So we did breathing exercises. She's learning emotional freedom tapping. She's grounding. 
And then like Bo Maxwell said, after grounding comes clearing our energy and then protecting our powerful energy, being so very intentional about what you are not only putting out into the world, but what you are letting in. And is it for your highest good? And then asking and all importantly, listening, paying attention to how messages come across. Asking, what do you want me to know, Spirit, God? Or as I heard someone recently say, what is the MBO, the most benevolent outcome? I used the term radical courage in the session and she grabbed it and ran with it. She called it anchoring. Maybe that was her message. Maybe I just channeled what she needed to hear. Maybe it wasn't from me. Maybe. But tuning in is so important. Being intentional with our bodies, our hearts, our energy, our prayers, and what we are paying attention to. What channel are we tuned into? There are a lot of distracting and often harmful ones out there. We all know this. It's about being conscious and considerate of our choices. When we ask for support and manifesting, are we being clear in what we're asking for? Are we being concise in our vision? And so importantly, are we being consistent, which is something I struggle with personally? This same client shared that her email was down last week when she was in the depth of her anxiety and doubt. We explored whether this might actually be the universe being rigged in her favor because she shared that she had been really in a bad place and had she been able to reach out to people, her communication would have been anything but clear, concise, empowered, and aligned with her self-worth and highest good. She said that it could have actually perhaps done harm, both to her relationships, her forward momentum towards her goals, and really her trust in herself. She started to notice how God might actually be at play in her life, listening to her prayers. It's in how resourced she is, through her community, which is abundant, through her networking, which is she has worked so hard to achieve, through the many earth angels, as I call them, that I call us, that are rallying around her, that our very conversation is a sign that spirit is at play and that love is abundant for both of us. I was, of course, focused on her, but through her story, I was learning and receiving too. Yes, like attracts like. My hope for myself in all of this is that when, not if, fear and doubt take residence in the driver's seats of my life, that I take the time to avail myself to a connection with my divine counsel, that I pay attention to evidence of love and abundance, that I actively strengthen that spiritual Wi-Fi. In the last week, this has really only happened in the last week, I have been moving through faith. A few business opportunities are taking a long time to surface and there's no guarantee they will. And that can easily catapult me into a scarcity mindset. I paid attention in a mindfulness kind of way as I weathered the emotional ups and downs of this, the disempowered narratives that can so easily pop up. But in the midst of this, three gifts came through, like beautiful and powerful nudges from the universe that I need to remember. And it's so important in remembering when I put my thoughts and emotions and fear center stage, they can disrupt that connection, but nudges came through. The first one was from a client that I worked with for a couple of years a while ago. And this is painful. It's very painful for him, but it was also a gift. 
So I worked with him a couple of years ago, and he texted me at 11 p.m. at night. He said that his dad was just put into hospice and only had a few days left. He said that he did not know why he was texting me, but that he felt called to. What a gift to occupy that sacred space in this beautiful human being's mind and heart, that he trusts me like this, that when the hard parts happen, I get the honor of being someone who provides safety and witnessing. It deeply touched me that I got that honor and that he trusts me. I also had a client write me a beautiful recommendation. The reflection she cast of the impact she experienced in our work together felt like love to me, assuring me that at least in some ways I am aligned with my soul's contract and what a gift, what a gift that we could co-create this and that she benefited. Another client sent a gorgeous candle with a beautiful spiritual message, another expression of love. In my work, I get the honor of holding sacred space and I love people through those challenges, not in a weird, gross way, but in a way that is aligned. This to me is evidence, the love pouring out, the love pouring in. I feel it and I'm so grateful for it. Like attracts like. Love consciousness is real and I believe it is being raised. My intention in sharing these stories and examples of spirit at play is to encourage you that although your path may not be unfolding exactly as you would have imagined and you want, where is the evidence of love and spirit supporting you? Where and how are you awakening to that connection? Where and how might you be an earth angel for others? Every action in this world has its echo in the heart and is recorded in the Akashic Records. I encourage you to look out for others in need. Even a small gesture can make all the difference. And I encourage you to pay attention to signs of divine support and always, always, always regarding yourself with dignity, love, and respect. Because when you do, you pave the path for giving others permission to do the same. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time on How I Made It Through. How I Made It Through is produced and distributed by EIQ Media, LLC. Elevate your emotional IQ with podcasts and content focused on overcoming adversity, leadership, mental health, entrepreneurship, spiritually transformative experiences, and more.